The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on semsynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes, or all of the above. So just keep listening. Love having you guys come back. For today's show, I thought we'd talk about the growing intersection between search and social, which, quite frankly, is... If you read, I, I'm finding a lot more information on social than search. Um, but specifically, ranking factors for Facebook's uh, internal search engine. I think it's bigger than we thought it was going to be, bigger than I thought it was. Uh, Facebook's search engine is actually uh, growing. Um, it, it's currently estimated to be around 2.7% of all March searches. Um, not at March is over, we can say that. But... Uh, that's actually up there with a real search engine. I mean, depending if you consider Ask a real search engine. Well, Ask is definitely a real search engine. Uh, AOL had two point five, so it was higher than AOL. Um, do you consider AOL a search engine? No, that's what I thought. <laughs> Ask had three point eight, so it's not quite up there with Ask. I wonder what would happen if Ask bought Facebook. That's in the cards. And then AOL bought Ask. With what? <laughs> Pocket money? <laughs> like, I've got some lint and a half-chewed piece of bubble gum. <laughs> Just saying. We don't need all that gum, yeah. They're, 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 no. <laughs> well, then Facebook can buy Ask and... Yeah, see, that's more likely. Well... Acquisitions and mergers aside. Yeah, acquisitions and mergers aside. Uh, basically, a lot of businesses are investing in Facebook ads, um... Many people are doing the apps or games or pages or uh, they're using it for community management. Uh, they're just using it to keep track of uh, people in the industry, which is what I do. Um, and by the way, everybody listening to the show should just go and, you know, become a friend, become on, a friend on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. um, At least like our, our, our fan page. Yes, please. please don't ask me to be your friend. That That's the only thing I have to say. Well... I, I find... 79 pending requests, and no. And she can't be bothered with you. Oh, that's because you're such a big fan of Facebook. I love Facebook. Yeah, which is why when I was like, we're going to talk about Facebook's search engine. She's like, they have a search engine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you look for your friends or stuff, no, I don't use <laughs> Facebook search. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm just sort of here to look pretty, considering it's radio, that's a problem. <laughs> Well, 
come on, folks. I mean, advertising is here to stay. Facebook does reach a target market. Uh, according to a lot of different things uh, that I was able to pick up from SMX when we did the SMX uh, conference just recently, uh, Facebook is 17% cheaper on a per-visitor basis than SEO. At least that's what the statistics on the slide indicated. Um, It's harder to actually get a conversion, I think. Uh, Maybe a little bit harder to measure, but... um, you know some you can't ignore it. No. Facebook ads are here to stay. When I talked to Kate Gardner from PBS NewsHour, she said that of the social channels, Facebook does convert the best for her. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it it behooves us in the industry to pay attention to Facebook. And if Facebook is up there with as many searches, and by the way, those searches after you went to Facebook because that's where you do your search. You go to Facebook, then you do your search. That is a pretty significant uh, indicator that, you know, there's a lot of people there that are seeing your ads. They're perhaps looking for words that are, you know, in profiles that are you. They may be looking for services. You certainly are able to go and look for services. It all makes sense. Oh, you mentioned SMX Advanced and uh, Marty of AimClear. I'm speaking at a panel uh, on Facebook. Uh, he dissected Facebook's search engine, and it seems like it's pretty familiar territory for experienced SEOs, maybe because the algorithm isn't uh, so advanced like Google's yet. So a lot of it has to do with keywords, just be putting those keywords on the pages and also the popularity of pages and events and that kind of thing seems to be the major indicators of high rankings and this is an unsolicited ad but marty is one of my favorite people at the conference yeah you gotta you gotta love marty he is absolutely fantastic okay so we have facebook and we have ads and we have groups and we have uh, applications and we have all the different things you can do when I use Facebook, I go because I have most of, a matter of fact, all of the friends I have on Facebook are in the industry. 100% of my friends on Facebook are in the industry. I wanted to set it up as an industry kind of a thing. And I can go and I can look at the news. And every single day, I find myself going back to Facebook more and more often because when I look at the stream of things posted by people in the community on Facebook... I'm finding all sorts of videos and things that are very educational. I'm finding things I never even knew were going on, and I'm finding myself doing it much, much more often. I think it's kind of cool. I I actually find the opposite. I I find that the marketers I have on Facebook, which I I have to say are are quite the minority, um, that mostly what I'm seeing is their Twitter feeds. And something they've already talked about on Twitter and that was already, you know, discussed and whatever on on Twitter. And so by the time I look at Facebook, that was something that was four hours ago and it's over in terms of me me finding it. So I think they, in that case, they sort of parallel each other. If you're on Facebook but you're not on Twitter for whatever reason, you don't follow that person on Twitter, then it might be a good way. But it seems like marketers mostly double their feeds. Well, the, the fundamental thing when you start looking at a lot of the Facebook stuff is that, yeah, there are people that are um, posting that um, 
Yeah, I, I have to say, if you're on Facebook, you are probably very deeply engaged in Facebook. I don't think most people are like me who are very, very casual, almost standoffish towards Facebook. I think most people are are pretty invested because that's where their friends are and that's and that's where they kind of live online. So anyway, it's an interesting topic, but it's time for a quick break. So hop on into the chat room while the commercials are rolling. Um, there's more SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. The Joel Com Show, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Lauren Baker, the SVP of Online PR and Managing Partner of the newly formed Blue Glass, as well as the Editor-in-Chief of Search Engine Journal, Lauren Baker on Twitter, and uh, the guy running the show here at Blue Glass LA. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Virginia. It's, it's a pleasure to speak to you. So... How do you feel about the conference so far? Because um, you wrote a post on the Blue Glass blog before the show about keeping the blogging feel in uh, a, the conference series, and you said that was part of the goal, to bring a value and authenticity of a top-notch industry blog to the world of conferences. It's an interesting uh, relationship between the two. Yeah, well, it's like really something that you know we've always strived for was the ability to put together top-notch content 
that was that is a, a bit different than people are used to and is engaging and thought provoking and stirs up um, audience response and questions in the same way that it would in a blog post for example so like I think when I wrote that post my big thing was like if I had started search engine journal and had basically written the same blog post over and over again I would never have the kind of audience engagement or brand loyalty that you know we have now and we've kind of taken that to the, the conference series as well like like we keep things small we keep things engaged and um, the ability to just put together a really I think diverse panels and selection of panels really keeps the audience on their toes and like for example yesterday with with the VC and angel funding panel like I have never seen anything like that before in my life no. and there was literally the session where everyone stopped typing and put down their phones and closed their laptops and listened and to me that was I even zoned out for a moment and I forgot that it was our own like search and social media oriented conference and I thought I was watching something on like PBS or something like that you know and, I'm, and then I came back in I'm like wow this is this is amazing so like you know it's it's not only I think we've done a great job with that and that's that's our ongoing goal to I mean, not necessarily be different, but be ourselves. And also to, you know, throw things, you know, for a loop sometimes. Just, you know, it's not just search, 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 but get something in there that is relevant to the world of online marketing. But people can also relate to from a business or entrepreneurial perspective because at the end of the day, we're all business people and we're all entrepreneurs and we all do what we love. And that's a key differentiation point with a lot of other industries. You mentioned kind of keeping the industry on its toes or doing something different. And certainly the fact that you guys announced the conference and then announced the partnership, it, it was, you know, it was it, it's, it raised some questions in the industry. What is this going to mean going forward? Do you know, are there going to be more conferences in the future? There are absolutely going to be more conferences. And one of the reasons we did that was because, you know, like before pre-merger, like Search and Social, we had done Scary SEO and I Am Spring Break and then Search and Social Spring Summit. So we really wanted to keep that going. And we knew, for example, that the LA market was a market that was kind of untapped yet extremely active in the world of internet marketing. So we felt like we could really come in and, and uh, you know, put together something that the locals would really want to attend. And, um, you know, so like everything went on with the merger, like at Spring Summit, we were sitting around the whole time planning everything out, and we're like, well, what if we call it Blue Glass and build up, like, everyone's like, well, what does Blue Glass stand for? And then announce the merger at the conference itself, which was the original idea. Um, but then we just kind of sped things up and just everything felt really natural to do things beforehand. And what it did was, it kind of built up this anticipation for the brand, because there was a hint of mystery to everything and um, you know but you know it reinforced the brand it, re it reinforced our merger and you know they just really helped to build strength to each other I think and and on the flip side of that too like in terms of you know being something different or being something whatever like I think that like well I know that we're 
in terms of a company and as publishers at the same time, content publishers, whether it's on the blog or in the conference series, we do our best to be transparent and pure. And we're all very passionate about what we do. And we really, like, at heart, like, I'm a search marketer at heart. I was born to do what I do. Like, that's that's really what I think. Like, I'm a very happy person. And I love the fact that I get up every morning and I put together my task. And I absolutely love it. And sometimes I even forget that it's my job. And, you know, we really wanted to keep that going in the conference series as well. It definitely feels that way, being here. Um, so one of the things that I think that you did really well, and I'm wondering if you'll give us some insight into your strategy, is building up the anticipation before the conference. You know, being a newcomer, yes, you did have behind you the other Search and Social Spring Break and uh, Spring Summit. Um, but uh, you really incentivized people to be here and get excited about the conference. Well, you know, a lot of that has to do with uh, Tony Adam because uh, we, I mean, Bluegrass, we do have one of our partners here based in the L.A. area who's uh, Tony Wang, and he came over from the uh, Second Step, um, our Second Step project, and is a full partner in the company. So we do have a man on the ground here in L.A., but Tony Adam, like like no one's as connected in the L.A. area as Tony Adam, and like it seemed like it was almost perfect timing because he moved back home. And at the same time, like, he really wanted to get this going. And it's something that we had talked about, like, for a long time. And it was just like, well, you know, let's take, let's let Tony take ownership of this in the L.A. area. And, like, he, he's the best. Like, he's such a good friend and such a good, you know, from a work perspective, someone that's really fun to work with. And we love him to death. And um, he really helped, like, get things going and getting the buzz building in the L.A. area. And then I think like we're all very lucky because we all like one thing about this merger like from the services perspective and from our own personal histories is that like not only myself but like Dave Brent Chris um, Jordan like everyone involved Danielle uh, Tony Wang everyone involved in Blue Glass has like kind of like their own like you know we've, we've been doing this forever we all have like people that are very close to us people that support us like I have you know with Search Engine Journal which is part of all of this it's just like such great to have so many enthusiasts and behind us and we're really lucky in that respect Um, you moderated a session earlier today um, on marketing strategy don't forget search and it focused on the integration of marketing channels and I mean, from the title, and it was mentioned by one of the speakers, do you think that there, uh, that search is losing some of the focus with um, channels like you know mobile apps and social kind of feeling really now and kind of sexy? Yeah, yeah. There's a definite sexiness to the whole like you know social and mobile scene, and I think that's always been like in some respects, search has always been the redheaded stepchild to especially the entertainment and movie industry because all the sites are so flash based and you know i mean it's been what you know 
10 years and uh, like there's still no surefire way to optimize flash for search. I mean, there's workarounds or whatnot and there's things that can be done, but they're not necessarily implemented and Hollywood still loves flash. So like the whole, you know, the whole, uh, the whole twilight um, example was just amazing. Um, there's so many, there's such a loyal fan base socially, um, you know, millions of followers on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. And when you search for the term Eclipse movie, it's a fan page that shows up. When you search for branded oriented terms, it's Amazon's uh, internet movie database showing up. So it's, um, you know, it's like, from my perspective, it's like, how can they forget that? Because like one thing that I do, whether it's um, social oriented or, or online PR oriented, like at core, I'm a search marketer. So I'm always thinking about how to help the client from the search perspective. And I'm thinking, well, you know, how could that be overlooked in that respect? And it's kind of interesting and it hits home sometimes too, to see such really large brands and really large companies, um, neglecting search in that respect. And at the, and then they end up spending so much money in PPC to make up for it. That it seems as such a, a failure that didn't need to happen in the first place. Um, I mean, you've been really good about educating people about this, especially through a conference like Blue Glass. And one of the things that you've already mentioned, like you said, is is how um, people are bringing their strengths to the conference. Um, you have all these managing partners, and they all have their own unique kind of angle and, and strengths. And with Tony, you know, using his network and his influence... Um, influence is a big part of what we do, and it's a lot of what we pay attention to. And you wrote an interesting post um, on a guide to leveraging expertise and influence with guest blogging. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so can you give us some tips on blogging, since that's kind of what you, you are very well known for, the Search Engine Journal brand, obviously, and the, and the blog there, but how you can use blogging to build up your personal influence and brand. Absolutely. I think that it's very easy in this industry, like to forget the amount of influence that you can achieve via blogging and via transparent and taking risks and taking chances. And sometimes we like personally, like even though Search Engine Journal is part of a larger company right now, I've always thought of it as being what it was originally intended, intended to be, which was a pet project. I st- like, I literally started the site on seven bucks to buy the domain, and I set up everything in Blogspot, and I redirected the domain over to the old Blogspot domain, and I just started writing about the same stuff that I was contributing to in email newsletters and forums that I thought, like, maybe I'll try owning this content for a while and see what happens. It was a hobby. And I've always thought of it in that way. And, and sometimes, like, I mean, you know from, like, what you, what you all have done over on the Bruce Clay blog, like, sometimes you have to step outside of the box for a little bit and think to yourself, well, I have an Ad Age Top 5 blog with... 15,000 users visiting it every day and 35k RSS subscribers and I am a genuine influence or sorry I, I refer to search engine journal as I just because it was me for a long time but it's actually a community of very driven and very uh, uh, smart people but um, SEJ is a huge influencer not only in the SEO community but also in search marketing and online advertising and social media media and 
what I did was once I started to actually understand that, I stepped back to see like how that happened. And there was a very, I mean, I'd say honest approach to building a brand, which was not necessarily planned. It was not necessarily a strategy. It was just me working on it and doing what I thought would help build it up. And I kind of take that philosophy of being passionate and engaging and um trying to be a little bit different sometimes um, and, and resourceful, not overly commercial to the projects that we work on in terms of blogger outreach and guest blogging. Being that I'm a professional blogger, I receive emails every day and I know which ones that I ignore and which ones that I open. And the ones that I open, they engage me. And whether it's engaging me, I mean, the first thing you see when, you, when you're in your inbox is who it's from and what the subject line is for the email. And if, and if I can be engaged there enough to open it, I'm probably going to follow up on it. Um, so, um, also I know that we, in, uh, you know, the world of integrated email slash Facebook slash Twitter slash Google profiles slash whatever, um, in mobile marketing that I don't necessarily have one inbox. And if I'm not engaged in my email, I may be engaged on Facebook or I may be engaged in Twitter or, you know, maybe there's someone that I've had multiple conversations with in many of these platforms that, you know, uh, I've developed a relationship with and I actually want to write about their product. So uh, taking the flip side of that from the client services perspective, it's emulating what's been done, applying it to that individual industry because all industries are different. But uh, emulating what's been done with SEJ and what's been done in the professional blogging world. And I've, I've owned blog directories and blog search engines and consulted for you know a lot of professional bloggers and um, taking what's been learned and what's been done there and applying it to the client strategies. And what I've learned is that by keeping that wholesome, passionate, um, you know, just just a heartfelt approach to um, a marketing campaign, it does gather attention and it does gather response and in the end it gathers results. And that's I the think end goal. That is absolutely my takeaway from this conference too is you chase your passions and with technology and relationships enabling it, you find something amazing. So congratulations on Blue Glass LA, the first conference and we look forward to more from Blue Glass. Thank you so much Virginia and we look forward to seeing you at future Blue Glass events. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. All right. Um, again, you can find Lauren on Twitter, Lauren Baker, L-O-R-E-N-B-A-K-E-R, as well as Search Engine Journal and, of course, blueglass.com. Thank you. More SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. 
Ad Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything Ad Media can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. Ad Media, strong ROI made simple. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (coughs) Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. The WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan, and I'm here with Virginia and Michael. And earlier in the show, we talked about Facebook optimization. Um, And a big part of the appeal for Facebook for marketers is the ability to target different user demographics. In a similar way, you can do that with your website through user segmentation and behavioral targeting. So that's what we're going to dive into now. I've always remembered, it always stuck with me, that example you gave of how Dell on their, like, homepage has, like, are you a business or are you a consumer? And it just makes sense. Same with Facebook. When I talked to the guy who talked about um, your fan page, if you make your custom landing page, then you can immediately start segmenting people. So it's a really, really important part of what we do. We know ad networks have been doing behavioral targeting for a very long time, and it's super, super effective. Um, I remember reading about, uh, I think it was the Dallas Tribune or something like that, and uh, they had a local dealer put ads on their site and uh, when they were in the auto the auto section of the newspaper or the online newspaper um, they would show them obviously you know automotive ads to come into the dealer and then when those same people returned and were viewing like the sports section or the entertainment section or whatever they would show instead of showing sports or entertainment um, context ads they would show the same ad that they had shown them before and you know they increased their uh, their uptake like some outrageous amount um, so Syndicated ad networks have known, and DoubleClick was bought by Google specifically for the um, behavioral targeting uh, technology and um, expertise that they had. So, and we already see Google using behavioral targeting in some of their properties now, um, including like YouTube. And I've just noticed this myself. I, I don't know how long they've been doing this, but I just barely noticed it when I go to the YouTube homepage and log in. There'll be like all these ads, and now it'll say, or there'll be all these new videos, right? And um, they'll say, we're showing this to you because you watched such and such video. So they're being really explicit about their behavioral targeting, too. Actually, I, I remember that they used to have the 
behavioral targeted videos, but now they're actually telling you why they chose you to get those videos. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly Amazon does that Obviously. heavily as well. Like, yeah. you know, people who looked at this also looked at these things, yeah. and therefore you might be interested in these things. You know, it's it's very blatant uh, behavioral targeting, but but there are more subtle examples out there. I was looking into this, and I was really interested by some info I found out about like you can actually apply a segmentation engine or a personalization engine to your website and I got lost I couldn't even figure it out but there are more straightforward ways like cookies and what are some ways that people can like segment without a complicated solution it's an, the industry is really new so <laughs> lots of different people who are on like the web studying and development um, vanguard are like starting to implement behavioral tar- targeting platforms. So you've got people like like Omniture and you've got uh, then you've got CRM services and then you've got analytics providers and they're all saying, well, uh, you know, we have some expertise in this area and so we can try to help you out. But it, it's hard because they're not fully integrated in the site, so they're limited in what they can do. Usually to make it very easy, um, you'll add like a, a custom snippet of JavaScript code to the page, and then it can insert content or it can, you know, JavaScript redirect the page or what have you. But the most effective systems, so those are add-on packages, and, and depending on how much stuff they do, they can be more integrated in the site where they'll actually be delivering content and they'll have to be custom tailored to the look and feel of your site. But, you know, somebody like Amazon or places that are really big, they're going to want to use a bespoke um, pack. They're going to want to design it themselves, like, as part of their site and where their website becomes, like, a huge application that's keeping track of all that data at its very core. Because, you know, obviously somebody like Amazon, behavioral targeting, that's that's going to be their bread and butter. They're on the forefront of doing that, and that's where they make, like, you know, their outrageous profits. Well, and, and certainly, you know, you can step back from the really sophisticated stuff to even just the basic geo-targeting, you know. An IP address comes in, you're like, oh, this is from Taiwan, I'm going to send them over to my, uh, you know, Chinese language site. Or these guys are from the U.S., so I'm going to send them to this stuff. Or I sell, you know... Uh, medications and some of them are legal in Canada and some of them aren't so I'm going to geolocate my content based on whether or not I can legally sell this to you and if I can't I'm just going to make it go away all of those are really really basic segmentation levels Um, you know and and it really helps of course you can always get around that with proxies but you can get around almost anything that you want on the web with various technologies Sure. So, and that brings up another issue. Actually, dovetails into the issue of online privacy. So, what online privacy? What's that? What's online privacy? Oh, you know, it's this thing where you can supposedly be anonymous when you're browsing the web. Have you? Heard I don't it? know. Oh. I'm, I'm not familiar. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, it's this this kind of holy grail of the Electronic Freedom Foundation that supposedly mm. you, you would have control over, like your online persona. They never did find the grail. <laughs> Yeah, in reality, it hasn't worked out too well. But um, you know, with Google and their new behavioral targeting, or what they call um, what do they call it? Interest-based. Yeah. Interest-based targeting, right? So um, it's it's really just going to continue to ramp up, honestly. 
But they refuse. The EFF tried to get them to make it uh, opt in, but Google said, "No, that's not how the web works. It needs to be opt out." But <laughs> to their credit, they um, they they give you a dashboard where you have a lot of control over the kinds of metrics that they track and how they associate you with the data. So they're they're probably some of the least evil of um, the people tracking your online movements, but. Yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. That got scary quick. (laughs) Um, But we're out of time for this week's show. Thanks to our guest and to Webmaster Radio. Check out SEMSynergy.com for more on this week's guest and topics. And you can follow us on Twitter at SEMSynergy. If you have internet marketing questions or if there's anything you want to hear about, just send us an email, SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. And uh, we're always listening in the chat room. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.